Today's scripture reading is from Psalm 51, verses 6 through 12. But you desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. Purify me from my sins, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back my joy again. You have broken me. Now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning. I am so excited to be speaking with you all this morning. I know that we're all feeling a little Zoom fatigued and so tired of looking at our laptops. So I promise I won't be too long. Give me a solid eight to 12 minutes and I'll be out your way. Um, I'm not gonna lie, it's a little difficult being here in here right now. It's just Esteban, Miss Mary, and my lovely parents with their masks on. But hopefully I get a lot of head nods and amens from them. Um, so before I hop into all I have to say, I'm just gonna open us up in a word of prayer and then we'll get right on into it. God, we thank you so much for waking us up this morning and being present with us today. I pray that um, the words of my mouth and just the meditation of my heart are just pleasing to you. I pray that you will open the hearts and the ears of your people to hear what you have to say. And God, I ask that you would just guide me, give me peace in this time, and really just work through me, use me as your vessel. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So for this year's chapel theme, we have decided to expand on the idea and the Hebrew word Shema, which simply means to listen and to obey. This morning, I'll be talking about the importance of the heart and how that corresponds with the word Shema and how we can give that to not only God, but others as well. As I was thinking about what to say this morning, the immediate scripture that came to my mind was Proverbs 4 and 23, which reads, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. When I read that scripture, I started to think, what has easy access to my heart? And what is constantly indulging with me and contaminating my heart? I think that that is something that we should reflect on daily. Does the approval of others for social media have your heart? Do drugs and alcohol have your heart? Does the affection from your boyfriend or your girlfriend have your heart? Does the way in which you perform at a high or low level in school have your heart? And don't get me wrong, those are all things worth having your attention. However, when we are more focused on those things of the world rather than God, that is when we start to develop this unhealthy relationship between those things and ourselves. I think that that is why David said in Psalms 51 and 10, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew in me the right spirit. David prayed this prayer to God after he was caught up in a little bit of adultery. If we knew anything about David, we knew that he was a man after God's own heart, but he was a little smooth with the ladies. <laughs> His love for women overtook him and he fell into sin. 
And there's nothing wrong with wanting attention and affection from others. But when we want that a little bit more than we want the plan and the purpose that God has for us, that is when a conflict will start to arise. Thinking about this, I started to dwell on things that have contaminated my heart and things that have taken more of my time than God. So if you aren't familiar with this story, I'll share a little bit of like my freshman experience coming into college with you. My freshman year, I came in extremely optimistic. I planned on living my college life the same way I have lived the rest of my life, which is extremely social. However, God had different plans for me. God put me in a place where I felt extremely isolated to the point where at times I felt like there was only my family to turn to. In that season, I have felt the most growth within myself. I often depended on my social skills to take me places. If you know me, then you know I'm a little good with my words and I'm an extreme people's person. However, when I was in that season, God was able to open my eyes and show me that I was depending on that more than I was depending on him at times. God had to put me in a place where my heart was fixed on him rather than the abilities and the gifts and the talents that he's given me. And please don't get me wrong, being a loving and caring person is not a problem, but God needs to be prioritized more than our gifts or our abilities or our friends or our family or, your, or that boyfriend or that girlfriend or even your dog, because I know some of y'all love y'all dogs. <laughs> Whatever the case may be, God needs to be our refuge and our Shema, the one that we seek for godly counsel. In that season, I constantly read the scripture, Psalms 37 and four, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. After feeling like I have fully surrendered myself to Christ, rather than depending on the relationships I had with other people, God started to open up my eyes and doors for me and showed me what he wanted my life to look like. I truly believe that it is not God's intent to take away our desires. For me, it was the desire to love and to be loved. And for David, it was the desire to be in an intimate relationship. And for you, it could be the desire to want to be seen or the desire to want to be successful. And I think that all of those are desires worth having. However, when God... However, God will start to navigate those desires and he will start to turn them into desires that best fit the building of his kingdom. In Deuteronomy 30 and six, the word says, the Lord your God will change your heart and the heart of all your descendants so that you will love him with all your heart and all your soul and so that you may live. Another version of this scripture says that the Lord will circumcise your heart. And at times when we see that word circumcised, we think about what it means for us today. But back then it simply meant that the Lord would cut away all unnecessary things that are prohibiting you from moving in your purpose and your plan with God. This idea made me think of the art of pruning. Pruning is the actual term used when trimming a tree in order for the tree to bring forth life and bear fruit. The actual definition of pruning is to trim by cutting away dead or overgrown branches or stems, especially to bear the fruitfulness 
and its growth. As I started to research about more healthy trees and the ones that bear the most fruit, statistics showed me that the trees that were the healthiest were the ones that were constantly cut and trimmed. I read an article called Pruning Mature Trees, and one thing that really caught my attention was this quote, and it said, no branch should be removed without reason. When a stem is removed, it is always replaced with something to bring forth its growth process. And when I looked back over my life, I found that statement to be beyond true. When God had trimmed my social life, he replaced it with his unfailing love and peace. Although he may have cut me off from people for a season, the relationship between him and I was growing. And as I look back over David's life, God had had to cut the spirit of lust from him, but God replaced it with his anointing. And that is why David is so relevant to us today. And he's known as one of the most loving men and one of the men that went after God the most. So I'll ask you this morning, what are you gonna allow God to prune and cut off so that you can bring forth relationship and growth within that life? So I'm gonna read that scripture, Deuteronomy 30 and six again, which says, the Lord your God will change your heart and the heart of all your descendants so that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. I thought of this song called Blessings that came out not too long ago. And the lyrics simply say, may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. And those blessings from the Lord only come when our hearts are devoted to him. Scripture says that the sacrifice that the Lord wants is a broken spirit. He will never reject a broken and repentant heart. So as I close, I wanna ask all of us, what are some ways in which we can rededicate our hearts back to God in order for us to receive the fullness of his love? And that may look like sacrificing some things or some time or some friends. We may have to change a lot of things in our life and that is perfectly fine. If you're having difficulty coming to God and you aren't quite sure what to say, I'd urge you to repeat his word back to him. Quote Psalms 51 and 10 to yourself daily. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew in me the right spirit. As the worship team takes us back into a time of surrendering to God, really try to make that scripture your declaration to the Lord this morning.